You know the drill, gratitude journals, we talked sport, Tangajetti, of course that was on the agenda, it always is. And we talked about the nine-year-old child prodigy you wouldn't want to come up against in a quiz. It's coming up in the catch-up. Across Esperance, Sean for breakfast. No, I will not dance with you, and I will not shut up. It's Walk the Moon on Sean for Breakfast, Desmond's 747 Triple M. And there's some things I like to do every morning to to set my watch, basically. Uh, I like to brush my teeth. I like to make my bed. And I also like to attend to my gratitude journal. It makes me feel wholesome and zen, and I want to give it to you this morning. I'm incredibly grateful for the wonderful surf spots Around Esperance, there's expert level, and for me, (laughs) beginner's level. And I love having a paddle. It's great exercise and really good fun being out in the waves. I'm ungrateful for the Esperance sun, which can burn even if you're sitting out there for only 10 or 15 minutes out in the backyard having your, your McDonald's chocolate sundae. I'm grateful, though, for moisturizer. For easing the sunburn. But I'm ungrateful for the fact I don't have anyone to rub it into my back where the burn is particularly bad. (laughs) I'm so so lonely. No, but I am grateful that I've got a beautiful girlfriend somewhere in Australia. Just not this state. Across Esperance, Sean for breakfast. Sean for breakfast, Desmond's is 7.47 Triple M. We've just finished the weekend. Of course, there was some great sport across it. I stayed up on Friday night watching a great game of tennis, but we're going to direct our attention a bit closer to home. The Australian cricket team, first of all, had a great test match win, the first of the series against Pakistan. To talk to me about it, I have Tim Paris on the line. Timmy boy, how are you? Well, thank you, Sean. Great to be here again. Good morning. Now, there were some scary moments or some tense moments yesterday as Pakistan put up a bit of a fight. But in the end, Australia won by an innings and five runs. Yes, Pakistan almost made Australia bat again in the end. And it was a big partnership between Mohammad Rizwan and Babar Azam that almost got Pakistan back into the game. That's Babar's second ever Test 100. He has done really well in T20s and, and international one days. This is the first time he's really fired against Australia in the Test matches, especially in Australia. It was all thanks to Josh Hazelwood. I mean, the bowls are actually in general really good, but he was the pick. Yes, four for 63 for Hazelwood, three wickets for Stark and two wickets for Cummins. And unsurprisingly, Sean, the three pace bowlers ended up taking 18 of the 20 wickets to fall. And, and Nathan Lyon, our goat there, he's sitting in the wings. He's not a bad bowler as well. He just couldn't get a crack. It was just more conducive for our pace bowlers. And the whole win was set up by this huge innings by Manus Labuschagne. Uh, it, it's his home ground, and he won uh, the man of the match. He certainly did, and plenty of confidence going forward as well. Hopefully he can cement his place into the team. Well, that'll be interesting, and I think what they've said is that they'll, they'll have a look at the conditions for the Adelaide Test before they pick the team. I would expect not much would change, though. 
And the other good thing about Manus, I mean, he's a part-time, but he's got that handy leg spin option as well, Sean. Yeah, absolutely. No, he's he's very handy, very handy. And I think Australia will be doing quite well in this next test. I mean, Steve Smith, our best player, he didn't even fire a shot. So we should be in good stead. That was the good news from the weekend. The bad news was the West Australian team, the Perth Glory, we'll touch on this quickly, they went down to Sydney FC at home. Yes, 3-1 in the end, I believe. So not a good result for the Glory, and they'll need to rebound quickly. And Perth Glory's Fiorinelli, he put one in the back of the net, but he was offside. It meant the scores didn't go to 2-3. Uh, Sydney FC, too good up front. Uh, Popovich will have to bounce back. And what about the Perth Wildcats? Not so good as well. Yeah, I only got to watch the last quarter of this, really, Sean, and they were very, very good for three quarters, but their coach, Trevor Gleeson, said they started to hesitate in the offence. Their defence was horrendous, no pressure, too many uncontested threes, and they paid the penalty. Yeah, and they will bounce back, I'm sure, because the Perth Wildcats are a class outfit. But it is a tight season, the NBL, so we can expect these sort of games. We're still in touching distance of the top, so I hope we go all right and hopefully we bounce back. And Timmy, when they do, you'll be there to talk to us about it. Thank you so much. Always a pleasure, Sean. Thanks, everybody. Across Esperance, Sean for breakfast. Take a jetty, take a jetty. Oh, yes, take a it's jetty, back take a jetty, take in the a news. Jetty. It's the Esperance Tanker Jetty, and I just want to direct your attention towards a Facebook poll that I put up on the Esperance page on Saturday morning. Basically, there's a huge decision looming at this ordinary council meeting on Tuesday night to do with this jetty project. Um, back in 2016, the Shire at the time awarded a deconstruction tender to a certain company. Now, one of the councillors, Shelley Payne, has put forward a motion to engage a lawyer to review and scrutinise the legitimacy of this project. It would delay the deconstruction and therefore construction and it's going to cost money, 30000 bucks. And I thought, why the delay? The tender's already been awarded. Why can't we just get on with it? Why can't we just get towards achieving a new jetty? So I put up the poll. Um, as of about a couple minutes ago, we had 500 votes. 90% of people said, just deconstruct the jetty. 11% said, get the lawyer in, please. But, look, 500 votes, it's not enough for me. I want more, more, more. I'm greedy for the votes. So what I want you to do is, if you can, jump into the Triple M Essence Face It page, share it around with your friends, get people to vote. If we can get 1,000, possibly even 2,000 people before the Ordinary Council meeting tomorrow night, then it's a pretty reasonable document to show to the councillors, hey, this is what the people want rather than uh, getting some random lawyer. I mean, how often have you said, oh, this, this, this is going to get better now that we've got the lawyer? The lawyer's only going to be a good thing for this whole project. It never happens. I promise you, it never happens. So like and share if you can. We'll try to get up into the Essence Community Facebook page as well. Let's turn the feel good back on. Sean for breakfast. Esperance is 7.47. You remember the program, Are You Smarter Than a Fifth Grader? And there's a nine-year-old in Belgium who you'd hate to come 
up against when it comes to a quiz show. His name is uh, Laurent Simon. Now, what were you doing when you were nine years old? I was in the backyard with the Slaters, building them a beautiful resort, which went horribly wrong when I added water and realised that Slaters couldn't swim. Well, Laurent, he's completing an engineering degree. He did it in, in 10 months. That's right. He is nine years old. This is his engineering professor. The program director for the electrical engineering program, George Holshoff, has been quite impressed by the nine-year-old prodigy. He's uh, maybe three times smarter than the smartest student we've ever uh, met uh, in our career. I mean, doing an engineering degree in 10 months, it's pretty clever. I did an engineering degree in what? Five years? So I obviously took my time, but I was doing a bit more drinking and partying than this young lad. And what would a child prodigy like that, what would he want to do with his intelligence? My dream for the future is to make artificial organs. Laurent <laughs> Simon there. When I was nine years old, I wanted to be a police officer. But he can go ahead and make his artificial organs. I just wonder sometimes, as a nine-year-old, is he really leading a normal life? His parents think so. He's on Instagram, he plays uh, Minecraft and he plays Fortnite and stuff like that. I wouldn't call that a normal kid life. Get him into the backyard and into the Slaters. Throw him a ball and maybe he can have a kick around or something like that. Short for breakfast catch up on Triple M. Bye bye, have a good time. Listen to Short for Breakfast wherever you are. Download the Triple M app now.